You know, you probably by now have seen these vapes on the counters of uh, convenience stores. Have you seen those, Isaac? Yeah. And, you know, and they've got flavors like gummy bear or blue ras, ice or watermelon. Um, well, who would that appeal to? Certainly not adults. It's, it's appealing to young people, of course. And joining us is former California Congresswoman Mary Bono. She now chairs Communities United for Smart Policy, and they've been fighting against opioid and prescription drug abuse. And Mary, what concerns you most about the popularity of these vapes? Well, first of all, I see this all as one gigantic threat, and a lot of it is coming from China. This threat is about illicit vape products that are deliberately targeted at our children and our youth. You know, there are like 9,000 unique vape products right now, so it seems that there's a, a flavor for everybody. And the whole intent here is, of course, to get people hooked on these vapes. And a lot of times they have increased levels of nicotine in them. They also have things like heavy metals in them. And God forbid, we've even seen people buy vapes that are so sadly and terrifyingly laced with fentanyl. So it is one big giant threat, and I think what's important here is that the FDA needs to do their work. They need to nip this in the bud now before it even gets even farther out of control, sort of the way the opioid epidemic did. How did they start marketing to young people, and why? Well, they begin marketing by putting these things in sort of the eye shot range of kids uh, in stores, in convenience stores, and look... They oftentimes have cute little cartoon characters on them. They seem like, hey, this isn't a cigarette, this isn't tobacco, this is something innocent, and it's just vaping, water vapor. Not only that, they've now taken to social media, of course, using influencers. And as a matter of fact, TikTok is a number one influencer platform where they're pushing these vapes on kids in our youth. Again, they're making it cool to use them and to inhale them, and I think that they'll Stop at nothing to target our youth and our kids. The FDA has pretty much made it impossible for anybody to buy a cigarette, even if they could afford it. Uh, Why aren't they doing the same with vapes? Well, look, it's easy for me to be a critic of the FDA because I think that they were complicit in the opioid epidemic, too, and it's the same problem here. They just don't devote resources to where they need to be. They have sent letters out, which is great. It's a start, but they need to take strong enforcement actions to get these things off of the shelf. They need to recognize the threat that these illicit, illegal vapes really are, and they need to go after them. So again, you know, often in, uh, in Congress, we used to call it CYA, which basically mm-hmm. means cover your rear end mm-hmm. with another, <laughs> change the A for what you can imagine it would be. But they want to look like they're doing something, but are they really? And interestingly enough, there was an investigative reporter just recently, he walked into a convenience store very close to the FDA, where right there on the counter were, in fact, these illegal vapes. So they can say they're doing it, but they need to prove that they're doing it. They need to get these off of the shelves, and that's what we're trying to do is put some pressure on the FDA to really realize if the time to stop this is now before it gets even worse and impossible to control. All right, playing devil's advocate, how much more can the FDA do? Well, the FDA, look, it's their job to do this. This is why the FDA was was created in the first place was to protect Americans from dangerous drugs and, and foods and, and the like. This is why they exist. So, you know, if, if they don't have the resources to do it, then they should be given the resources to do it. But this is their job. You know, the good news is their red alert that they issue that gives Customs and Border Protection the authority to go after these vapes at our borders and seize them. They're beginning to do that. But, look, I get frustrated. I was frustrated years ago 
when the FDA and others turned a blind eye to the, the opioid epidemic and let it get so far out of control that it, it got to where it is today with the fentanyl epidemic. If this is the thing with the FDA. They have the ability to do it. They just have to do it. They have to have pressure put on them by the American people and by Congress to go after these illegal products and get them off the shelves. All right, let's put you in charge. Mary Bono, you're in charge of the FDA. What would you do to stop the sale of these vapes? I was talking to a young man from California just yesterday who brought up vaping. He vapes, and he was saying, you know, I can't get these on the shelves anymore, but I can just order them and have them delivered, these illegal, illicit, dangerous vapes. He said, I can just have them delivered. So I would go after social media platforms who are allowing dangerous, illegal, illicit products to be promoted to our children. I would go you know, into convenience stores with enforcement actions. Look, these things work. It's not popular sometimes to do these, but oftentimes convenience store owners, look, they're trying to do the right thing, but oftentimes they don't even really truly know that these vapes are harmful to our youth. They think that they also think that they're a safe alternative or something like candy. Look, it's why they come in candy flavors. So I think they need to communicate regularly to convenience store owners and whoever's selling these things that these are dangerous and not good for our youth. So it begins with that, and then enforcement actions. They have the authority to do it. They just need to do it. Libby, and Libby, this is the thing. If it's illegal, enforce the law. I mean, that's the way the government works, right? If it's illegal, enforce the law. And, and it's that simple. That's their job. Mary, what should parents do? Well, first of all, they need to recognize that these are not harmless products. They need to recognize these illicit, illegal vapes that are coming from China are very dangerous, very harmful. We do not know what's in them. Since they're illegal, there's not an agency that is regulating them or looking, you know, measuring the quantities of nicotine or the heavy metals that are in them or perhaps finding if there's fentanyl in them. So parents need to just say, these are, look, this is a stupid product. It's that easy. We need to say this is stupid. You shouldn't be doing it. They're not harmless. And you should just discourage their use. I always say the greatest gift as a parent is a conversation with your child, and you need to tell them that these vapes are just not a good idea. Mary, when you were in Congress, you you did so much. You authored legislation, signed into law by Presidents Clinton, Bush, Obama. You really were a bipartisan consensus builder. Why did you leave politics? <laughs> well, I lost an election, so that, that kind of helped uh, encourage me to leave. Um, I, yeah, uh, don't get me started on that. Like, <laughs> like I served for, <laughs> for just shy of 50 years. And it was a much simpler era where politicians did work across the, you know, the aisle. We tried to get things done. Um, I don't know that I would want to exist in the, the Congress right now with this toxic environment. I really believe people need to come together and do the right thing for their people. So it was an honor to do what I did. 15 years was enough. I have to ask you this, Mary. Of course, you went into Congress, elected after your husband, Sonny Bono, died so tragically. And in the last 25 years, uh, there are so many entertainers who have been successful in politics. Uh, obviously, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Al Franken, and of course, President Trump. I think we can attribute their success to their popularity on television. Sonny Bono had one of the most popular TV shows of the 70s. Do you think... He could have been elected to higher office, even becoming president, if his life hadn't been cut short. 
You know, it's so funny, Olivia. I, I, I kind of wish this were on camera because you should see me smiling right now. I, I think Sonny was always underestimated. But when I see the current leaders or the leaders we've had in the White House, I think he could have he could have run. I think he could have run for president. I think people would have found him refreshing. Um, they would have seen actually he was a very very smart man who was always underestimated. But I think he could have run for president. And you know it's funny he was already a little tired of being in the House of Representatives. So I think he probably would have run for president eventually or go back to Hollywood and, and go into directing or something else. But um, it's too bad that the accident you know cut his life short. Um, but I am smiling because I think that he would have been an amazing president and I would have loved to have been a part of that campaign. Um, so thank you for asking that question. Mary, you are really effective at getting the message out. If anybody out there wants more information about the communities united for smart policy and what you're doing to get not just vapes out of the hands of young people, but also fighting the opioid and prescription drug problem in this country. What's the website? They can find us at our website, which is www.uniteforsmartpolicy.org. That's uniteforsmartpolicy.org, and that's the word for, not the number for. But they can go to our website, and we'll be happy to get them engaged on this issue. But also, you know, talk to talk to your lawmakers if you if you can, to tell them that you expect the FDA to do their job and to get these illegal, illicit vape products off of the shelf. Mary Bono, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Libby. It's great to be with you.